Hey, welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spurs, the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, and thanks again for tuning in, pressing play, and enjoying everything San Antonio Spurs right here on Locked On Spurs. And, uh, well, today is the day? Uh, maybe. Uh, who knows? We'll find out. But uh, we're finally, finally, finally going to preview the San Antonio Spurs' uh, first round uh, pick at number 29, and who will they take? Who could they take? Who's going to be available? What should they be looking at? And so on and so forth. Because the 2017 NBA draft is uh, this week in New York City. Actually, tomorrow, by the time you're listening to this show. So I turn to the man of the hour, the man with the plan, the guy who is my uh, brother from another mother, and I'm talking about Benjamin Bornstein. Uh, ben, welcome back to LOS. How you been? I have been fantastic, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. And by the way, how's everything going on uh, in your neck of the woods? You know, you got uh, what, fan rag and uh, what, what, what not? No, fan buzz, my man. Fan buzz. I'm sorry. Although fan rag does have some good stuff. John Rothstein, good writer, likes him a lot. Um, I will say uh, a lot of recruiting going on, a lot of college basketball things, and of course we are all the way in on an NBA draft. I know. Well, this is almost like your time of the year. You are really uh, in tune with what's going on on the college level, whether it be football or basketball, and uh, you must be drooling uh, at the mouth right now because this is uh, pretty much every uh, young guy coming out of college's dream to hopefully get selected in the NBA, and you get the coverage. It's, it, it is the dream. I love it. I live for it. All right. Well, you're here to talk about the San Antonio Spurs who will have the 29th pick, and the uh, first round, uh, well, nice by tomorrow night. And, of course, there's so much buzz going about the Spurs, uh, you know, from the obvious, such as they always pull some magic out of their hat late in the draft. Tony Parker, Monty Ginobili, uh, just a big prime example of that. And even more recently, DeJounte Murray. Uh, I guess let me ask you this. Why do the Spurs have so good luck in late in the draft? And it seems like, you give them any pick in any round. It could be back in the old days of we had seven or eight rounds, and they'll still find a gem uh, hidden in the rough. I, I miss those days of acceptable amount of rounds. <laughs> um, I have no idea how people drafted that way, but, hey, they made it work. Um, the Spurs are, are going to be interesting, uh, this draft. They're, they're, with all the things that are happening right now, there are trade rumors out the wazoo. Boston and Philadelphia already made their trade. Anything, this is the draft and the offseason where actually anything could happen. Is it as deep as a draft as everybody talks about? Yeah. It's, uh, a lot of people tell you it's a very top-heavy draft, but I think if you're a good team picking late, you can find a nice little contributor at the end of the first round or even somewhere in the second round. Now, well, hopefully some of that uh, will rub off on the Spurs late in the first round. But let's talk about the uh, Spurs now. Uh, San Antonio, you know, there's some needs going into next season, whether it be the point guard position because of the Tony Parker's injury or maybe because DeJounte Murray is just still too young or maybe some size in the paint. And more than likely, they're going to lose Dwayne Dedman. They're going to lose David Lee. Uh, what do you think? Is this a situation for the Spurs where they have to draft by need or simply best available? Uh, I always find it hard to draft by best available at that that late in the draft just because there are so many 
there are so many other players that teams might have graded as a late first rounder, or they might have them graded even as a mid first rounder, and they become available in the late round, later in the round for whatever reason. Um, whereas in this particular draft, the top ten are pretty much set. You know, these guys have to be top ten. It's kind of if, tra- if trades happen, what order are they going to go in? Mm-hmm. Uh, drafting drafting based on best available that late in the draft is tough. I would say they need to go by need, and I would say I agree with you that they need a big man. They need an Ivan Rab or a Caleb Swanigan or someone similar to that if they're available. Will the Spurs? Uh, uh, will the Spurs maybe go? Uh, overseas, uh, is there a player on the radar that you might think the Spurs could find overseas in Europe that they could do another draft and stash? I honestly have no idea if there's a player overseas that they are looking at right now. I know that they're bringing in two guys from overseas that are going to play on the summer league team. Uh, Alutnov and Ben Gubic, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, I know they're bringing them into play, so I guess if they play well for the Summer League team, then they the Spurs might bring them up and play them. But I think they'd have to really impress, because you and I know Adam Hanga is probably coming over to become the next manager Ginobili replacement, whether mm-hmm. that's this year or next year remains to be seen. But he he's coming over. I, don't, I really don't know if they have uh, their eye on anyone. There was a guy who was going to come over, oh, no, I can't remember his name, but he was diagnosed with Marfan syndrome. So mm-hmm. he's not going to be able to play. Like, the he, the the combine guys who did his medical history or whatever, mm-hmm. and they checked him out, they said, we actually can't pass you for any physical because of this syndrome or this disease. Wow. So wow. He's, his, his career for now is over. Wow. The, the weird thing about that syndrome is you, it 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 can stop sometimes. Like it's it what it does is it affects your connective tissue, which basically keeps your body intact, mm-hmm. and it can like thin out those tissues. So you know you take one bad hit, and all of a sudden you've got serious health issues because maybe you got hit in the chest, and like the area around your heart is now affected. And if you take another hit, you could die on the court. So that's not good. It's, right. So you can't have, you cannot allow people, guys with that issue to play. Wow. Um, he, so that guy was kind of rumored to be mid to late first rounder. He's no longer in. Um, hmm. I will say that the two college guys I mentioned earlier are probably the really big guys on the radar for the Spurs right now. Uh, yeah. And, and, and Rab. Yeah, and, and you know, in the intro, we, I mentioned about the uh, other Spurs uh, need in the offseason, and that's uh, the guard situation, particularly the point guard spot. Uh, you know, DeJounte Murray, uh, you know, everybody's looking at him as to take the reins in the interim as Tony Parker uh, comes back from that horrific injury he suffered last season's postseason run with San Antonio. And, of course, they still got to do some work uh, with Patty Mills if they decide to re-sign him and if he doesn't get uh, lured away with some big bucks from another team. Are you okay with the Spurs going in with uh, the possible guard uh, combo of Murray and uh, Mills? Honestly, it it concerns me a little bit just because 
we're not entirely sure that Murray is ready for these big minutes, but if if Kawhi Leonard comes back and he's healthy, he can kind of give him the help he needs, and he it won't be too big an issue. Mm-hmm. Especially if Ginobili still stays, he can play a little bit of point guard or he can handle the ball a little bit. Yeah, but it, just just there's Murray needs to get his minutes. Mm-hmm. He needs to play big minutes. He needs to be prepared because he can't he can't just become your point guard and you haven't given him the opportunity to get the minutes right. to to be your main guy. And you want to keep Patty off the bench if you re-sign him. If wow. he comes back, yeah, that's the other thing. That's there there's a lot of wheels in motion right now. We kind of have to wait until after the draft to see if point guard is even a need that needs to be addressed. Maybe the Spurs get a Frank Mason or someone like that who is a good point guard and is a good shooter. Or or they find somebody or they find somebody in the summer league like almost like a Gary Neal years ago. Uh, who can uh, yeah. shoot or at least at least be decent with the ball and set up the offense? But uh, yeah, you know, I know you highlighted the fact that the Spurs should be looking at size late in the draft. But let's just touch on uh, guard uh, that could be available at 29. Uh, you mentioned uh, Mason. Who else could be possibly available late in the draft? Late in the draft, uh, some guys to look out for: uh, Dwayne Bacon. Might be an option. He's kind of a shooter, small forward combo. Uh, a Jonathan Motley out of Baylor. He's a power forward. He's 6'9". He's super long. Really lengthy, good shot blocker. Uh, solid, solid offensive game. Um, trying to think here. Uh, look, maybe DJ Wilson out of mm-hmm. Michigan. He's 6'10", power forward, pretty athletic. Uh, Jordan Bell out of Oregon, 6'8", power forward. He's also, one of those really long guys, good shot blocker for his size. Uh, doesn't have a whole lot of offensive games, so that may be an issue. Um, if you want to look at guards, uh, Juwan Evans out of Oklahoma State, he's been, that's been a guy uh, who's been rumored, of, who I've seen anyway, to be rumored as a San Antonio potential pick there. Uh, he's, he's only six feet tall, but he's a guard. He's a solid shooter, can handle the ball. Had a really great assistant turnover ratio in college. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the exact number, but I want to say it was greater than three to one. Wow! Yeah, um, it, it, it seems to me like the uh, Spurs will definitely have options. Hopefully, if they want to go in the guard direction, but it's almost like a catch uh, twenty-two because you already have yourselves, uh, at least the Spurs. I'm sorry, a twenty-year-old guy who's going to be more than likely given the reins of the team. And yet you bring another inexperienced college kid uh, onto the uh, roster who might get some minutes because of the situation with Tony Parker. It seems like the Spurs are kind of stuck at that point guard spot right now. It's it's a very precarious situation, it's, and it's one that's going to be addressed after the draft. I think they the, they might they might grab a guy in the past the fifty ninth pick that's a point guard, and you're kind of thinking, eh, well, whatever, he's probably not going to play, but Maybe they have him over. They're, they end up playing a bunch of minutes because Patty Mills is gone and Tony Parker is not playing until February. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and then you have, okay, well, the Jante Murray's are now our starter out, you know, out of the fault settings mm-hmm. and we need a backup. Right. Uh, you know, maybe they don't want to go out and sign a guy because they're trying to 
or or maybe they do go out and they sign Chris Paul. Yeah. Crazily enough, I mean, things seem to have been falling into place that I've seen. They Pondersol opted out. He opted out of sixteen point two million. Yeah. I, I I can't even imagine doing that. I know. The way he played this last season. Exactly. No one's going to pay him money, but he wants to apparently come back with the team on a more on a friendlier long term deal. Yeah, I know you factor in his age too. What he's going to be? What thirty seven? Um. Uh, soon, and, uh, you know, his uh, poor performance in the postseason, especially when the San Antonio Spurs needed him uh, against the uh, Warriors in the West Finals when Kawhi got hurt and then Lee got hurt and Quest Parker wasn't there. You know, to opt out of 15 million, they expect a longer-term contract. Wow, okay. hey, you know, the Spurs, that's what they do what they do, and hopefully, I mean, they know what they're doing. 